0: Transcending the Veil
1: Today, we want to talk about Fintorn
0: Yes, and you've been there recently, haven't you?
1: Exactly, but I think before we talk about the experience itself we should talk about what Fintorn is and how it is perceived in our society right now Uh, So from your perception how do you think it is perceived right now in our society? And I think we also need to talk about the generations, about our generations, and even more importantly, the, the generation before us, because I think it is a bit more relevant in that generation than in ours, actually.
0: Yeah. Let me, let me start somewhere else, because when I was in my 20s, I heard about Finhorn the first time. And this is like 30 years ago. And back then, people were very much, well, people that were interested in in spirituality, they knew about that place. And those people were already in their 50s or 60s when I heard from them about this. So this is, again, uh, the generation before us, I believe. And back then, it was like a really hot topic. Um, there was this place in Scotland, I believe, and they were growing vegetables in, in soil that had no nutrition. It was like sand and stuff. And they were guided by these angelic beings or divas from, uh, from the plants themselves and they were able to produce these um, vegetables and i think from from there it perhaps it already there was a community but my my awareness of that kind of way of living was not even on my radar but this is 25 30 years ago and due to life happening i forgot all about finhorn for a long time and Quite recently, uh, three or four years ago, it came up again in my consciousness as a place I needed to, to visit, or at least an option to visit. I know my parents have no idea what that is. Uh, Finhorn, I think my mom, being a bit spiritual herself, uh, might have heard of it many, many years ago, probably when I came home and told her about it. But uh, I believe you have a story as well about your parents and Finhorn.
1: Yes, exactly. So I don't know much about it, uh, at least when I was little. I don't know whether it was the age of kindergarten or early, early times of school. We have been on a family holiday in Scotland. Visiting many sites and one of them was Fintorn But I myself I I didn't know at least in in my current age uh, I cannot remember that I actually was there already and for me What I find fascinating is that it was a time before the internet and people of our parents generation generally got to know about this and got interested exactly for the reasons that you've been talking about that uh, they managed to grow vegetables uh, which were bigger than normal in a place where vegetables cannot grow and obviously it got the association with a spiritual community and that attracted people and later on in this world we have this word of an eco-village and Obviously, they they used to live close to nature and now they call themselves an eco-village as well. So that attracted a lot of people and obviously it was spread. What I find phenomenal is that this information spread around the world and many people from around the world came there and wanted to live with them uh, before the internet. Um, But I myself, I didn't really know about this place. Uh, here and there, I heard about this place. People recommended to me in, in the past. But finally, this year, I've been told about this place in a channeling. And that is when my process started to actually go there myself without knowing much about it. But before that, what what I even find interesting when when we talk about this with people in our generation many people don't know about it and that is what is fascinating so much about this place that it it seems to be a place that is known in a different generation Um, yeah but mainly what is attached with this place it is a spiritual place and an eco village and me I, i didn't actually google much about it when i heard about it in the channeling I just took it as a note and i thought right i'm gonna visit this place eventually this year but due to synchronicities uh, i did it sooner than later (laughs) Uh, and i actually went quite quickly to this place yeah so so this is the little thing that i would say i knew about this place it is a spiritual place and an eco village where a number of people do live for now quite a while and it is now also recognized by the UK government so it is sort of an official place where people where, uh, an official community where people live together so that that essentially is the starting point for me what I knew and then I just went without further digging into this place
0: what what led you to Finhorn in the first place? You mentioned the channeling. So do you want to share what the channeling was about and what, why you decided to go?
1: Yeah, sure. So two parts of that question. First of all, yeah, it is. it, it came through in a channeling. It was an active channeling where I could actively ask questions. And my question were, were along the lines of where do I find the other parts of my soul group so the the basic idea is that a soul incarnates into this earth but never does it alone there is a group of souls that come together i do happen to know one other part of my soul group already in in my well my current existence but i had the understanding that there are more part of this group And my question is, where do I find them? And the simple answer was, go to Fintorn. Without any more details, just go to Fintorn. So that obviously got me curious about going there. Um, The other part was uh, in a discussion or in a conversation, it came up again that, right, uh, Fintorn, they have these experience weeks where you can go for a week and really experience the place. And that I found interesting is... um, really sort of getting into that place understanding how they how they live because they sort of live self-organized right they they have their own well the original garden is now a bit bigger but they have their own garden um they they manage everything themselves when when we look at pictures you see the houses are a bit more sort of natural in harmony with earth with nature and I thought, right, if, if I can experience all of that the way I am, I book it straight away the first available week. And uh, yeah, that I would say is ju- was just another synchronicity, that conversation, the, the hint of this uh, experience week where I went back home, booked it, and a week later I flew over to Scotland and immersed myself into this experience week, or at least that was my expectation at that point
0: and then what happened
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> right uh, i think we we need to mention definitely that what happened the recent three years because the the recent three years really took a toll on the entire community where they are currently in a financial tricky situation but i think before that we we need to um go into the story of finthorn what it actually is because yeah. it is attached to what happened the recent years so and people that are really familiar with this can probably correct me so i'm just going to give sort of a brief overview of what i currently know what this is so finthorn emerged well first of all to be really correct finthorn the name itself is an actual village so in the wide world when we talk about Finton we, we talk about the park, this uh, spiritual park, but there is an actual Finton village. So Scottish people get a bit confused by this, but there's a, a village that really is Finton and next to it there is this place what we refer to as Finton, but it actually is the, the park, which is the spiritual village or the eco village. But let's let's just use the word finton because everyone knows what we talk about um i believe it was uh, in the mid last century when there was a couple that had children and there was due to funny circumstances a third lady attached to it so it was actually a couple of three a guy and two ladies and that lady got attached to that couple because she had Oh. I want to say a channeling, but she had this insight that she need to leave her current family and move to that new couple. Very interesting. So really weird circumstances. And that couple moved in. Well, they they got away from their job and they moved into a well into a caravan and they put it onto a well camping ground, which was in the dunes where there was only sand. And they had only very little money so it was a tricky time to survive on that little money and that one lady started to receive channelings of how to grow food in that area so it was actually a means to survive for that family and that is essentially how it started with these humongous vegetables due to the channeling they managed to grow food or vegetables in a sandy ground where usually you can't grow food. And that is sort of the story that went around the world, I believe. And then I think obviously the media got attention and the news was spread and people started turning up. And they say, oh, we want to live like this as well. And, you know, they just been told, right, put your caravan there, turn up at nine o'clock tomorrow morning at this field and uh, we're going to talk about it so this is the se- essentially the seed that was put in the ground in in the consciousness of humanity and people turn up and grew over time so these founders by now they have all passed away i think i believe the last one passed away maybe one or two years ago so during the dif- difficult times recently And so the the original spirit that many people are really attracted to is now gone. And they also had, they obviously is well known that they have sort of a community center and so on. And one of those buildings was burned down during the recent um, pandemic years. And that for me is actually a very interesting story in itself, because that was First of all, the people that live there they most of them have normal jobs but live there in this community uh, among like-minded people. One of those um, people that, that lived there, he lost his job and due to due to the layoffs that happened in recent years and he was so frustrated that he burnt down one of the places, uh, one of those you know community places that they've built, where they gathered, had food together and so on. I found it interesting because this place is going through a phase where the founders are now gone, they passed away. And the founders always, or the lady always said, you don't need us, everyone can live like this. And this I found an interesting message. And then the universe put a person in this place that burned down one of the community centers so it it, for me it really got the vibe that this place is now in a situation kind of like like phoenix rises from the ashes right where where it's sort of come some something is coming to an end but they have a huge potential to sort of re- re-emerge from the current situation because the the one stigma that is attached with this place that they really used to be sort of the spearhead of sort of spiritual communities in this world which I believe currently is is not really the the case anymore but it used to be back then so then there's now a place on this earth called Finton where many like-minded, ge- like-minded people gather Uh, and they live there but they don't they are not that spearhead in in this world anymore to to tell the world what spiritual community is I believe that is a bit gone but I believe they have this huge potential right now to sort of rebrand themselves in in that way if they want to because the reason I'm saying that is because my experience of this so-called experience week which in the end was not an experience I was hoping for Um, Mm -hmm. it, it as I originally said this week was meant to be that you visit for a week and you sort of take part in their life at least sort of I think I believe it was every morning you were part of part of their community either in the gardening area in the maintenance area or whatever whatever area they have food preparation and so on So I was really hoping to sort of be involved and try to understand how they live and so on and learn a bit of things and talk to people. But because they became so famous over the recent, or in the past decades, what they've done, they have actually bought an old hotel, which obviously is quite nice, but this is where they run all of the courses. So when you come there, you're not actually getting to the park where all the people live, but you get put into this very old historic hotel. And since they have a bit of a tricky money situation since the pandemic, the experience week is very condensed. So they sort of try to bring you closer to their way of life in terms of teaching you really how to live slowly you know because we obviously live in a very hectic world in, in our day-to-day life but so the approach is to teach you how to to live slowly how to do things consciously um, attunement is a very dominant factor in there. attunement is really right when, when you start an activity you you come together in a circle I would say you, you could compare it with meditating about it briefly so attuning to that activity that is about to happen between that group and what needs to be done. So attunement is a big part. So consciously preparing for a task and doing it together. So it is, it is very nice, but you, you feel like, right, I'm, I traveled halfway around Europe to visit this park and to meet the people and now I'm stuck in a hotel and get taught things that you could have taught me anywhere in this world. So it's a bit weird. You do these types of, you know, group activities as well, those conscious perceiving things of, of other people and doing things together and so on. But those are things that you could have done in any cause anywhere around the world. So I feel a bit misplaced. And then, you know, you get a few videos shown about the history, how it started and so on. And that is interesting. At least it was interesting for me because I, I essentially didn't know anything about this place. Yet, after three days, I felt like um, it's not right for me. It's um, mm. I, I expected a bit more. Let's put it that way: a bit more spirituality, and I, I didn't get that at all.
0: How big is the community there? And do they have like shops and supermarkets, or how how does it work? Do you know?
1: Yeah. So the community itself, after three days, we went there ourselves and we had a brief tour. It is a community of around 300 residents, right? So 300 people actually live there. They do have a shop. Um, They don't have their own school, but there is a Steiner school uh, in the next village and also obviously a normal ordinary school and I understood that sort of half of the people go to the Steiner school and half of them go to the normal school. That was interesting. And when you go through the village, you, you really see the generations of different houses. There's um, the obviously the original old trailer where everything started with that original family. And then you see an area where you sort of, it feels like a a trailer trailer um, park like the us right where you have these trailer mm. parks so you see those trailers there as well obviously those were the the original trailers that started gathering there and then you see some houses built out of humongous wooden barrels uh, i believe there were sort of whiskey barrels um, Probably probably diameter of seven eight meters quite kind, kind of incredible uh, maybe not that much five six meters maybe. Uh, so you see different types of houses. Um, maybe some houses that are could fall into the category of tiny houses. That is kind of uh, sort of a, a famous term right now. But also normal sized houses, a bit smaller, a bit more wood- built out of wood. So you see sort of the, the they, they tend to leap lean towards a more eco-friendly building style that is interesting more individual houses not standard houses Um, and then you obviously also have a bit newer houses where you see really the influence of right how can we build sort of attached houses with solar panels and orientate orientate them towards the sun and so on so i would say they're probably 20 years old i'd guess 10 20 30 years so in that range and then uh, i saw a building site where they built new houses as well so you you have those different generations that's quite interesting but yeah around about 300 people they have a local shop on site school is off-site yeah so it is a sort of a self-contained community is quite nice yeah
0: and how do people live there are they all involved in the community or i believe you said something that some of them have regular jobs how how do you, how are they um contributing to the society or the community
1: yeah this you know? in, this in the end i'm a bit fuzzy about I, I don't fully know and i'm yeah i'm a bit annoyed that i didn't manage to talk t- to enough people to really understand this so my impression right now is what i understand is that at least half of the people sort of have uh, what we would consider a normal life but just happen to live there right that is their their house their village where they live but they have a job somewhere else but then we also need to b- talk about the structure of this place that is basically governed by a foundation so it is the Fintorn foundation and under this it's a humongous structure they have they have foundation and many other areas And the foundation is actually the part that takes care of, I believe the streets in that village is owned by the foundation. So there are people employed by the foundation that run sort of these things. Also the entire education sector for external people, like what is happening in the hotel with the induction, uh, sorry, the experience week. And they run different courses as well on, on other specific topics. This is all managed through the foundation. Um, In terms of governmental part, they don't have, for me, for my understanding, not a clear structure is where everyone is uh, included. And what really came through in in this experience week is that discussions are very long-winded is like because everyone is involved in kind of decision-making process of right are we going to build a street there or should we use more local food organic food you know the trade-offs between both of them and so on everyone is involved everyone is pitching in so these kind of decision-making processes take very long and apparently is a bit annoying because there's so many discussions Mm. on on topics so yeah interesting
0: and did did you get to meet anyone over there like you consider from your soul group?
1: Uh, interesting. Not sure how to answer it because I couldn't place an individual right now where I say oh yeah definitely met someone from the soul group that would be a nice answer right? Um, I couldn't answer it in that way. I can only say that this place regardless of this weird situation of the experience week had an impact on me because I I went through some inner things that I've worked on so in the end there was a con I I, for some reason I had a connection to that place for some reason for I, I connected to some people more than to others um, certainly something happened there but but I couldn't sort of give you a yes or no answer um, yeah
0: did did you feel that you got what you came for I'm like looking back at it because it's <laughs> it's been a while since you returned right
1: yeah exactly
0: was it worthwhile
1: bottom line it was worthwhile yes did I get what I came for no because my my expectation or i i went there with the expectation right i want to do this experience week and i want to understand how they build a house there what, what are their considerations how does the societal structure work how, how do people earn money how are they involved in these processes and so on and with this expectation it i can definitely say no it, it wasn't answered because that Induction. Uh, sorry, this experience week didn't give it to me. Mm. However, halfway through this week, I for myself made the decision. Oh fucking hell! I had enough of this. You know, I want the experience that I'm here for. So I, I didn't take part in the in the daily program, and I just sort of went by myself. I went to the park, which is kind of five miles away, and that really was an interesting day for me because i went with this urge to go there and i just followed my intuition i sort of walked around the park and i found new interesting very interesting places because there there there's so many interesting buildings um which obviously i I sort of i'm interested in architecture and how to build a house eco-friendly and all of that so I found some very nice houses, took a lot of pictures, a very nice, um, yeah, all of the places that you can discover, um, sort of meditation areas and so on. And is it, it was a weird place because I did many things that I usually don't do. So, for instance, you know, I, I, I don't eat sugar, I, I don't drink coffee anymore, even though I used to drink coffee a lot, but maybe that's for another episode. Um... But then you know sun was out sun was shining and i had a very nice chocolate brownie with a nice cup of coffee in their local cafe which is very nice um and then i said oh bloody hell i'm in scotland i'm close to the sea i really need to eat a fish and chips now because that sort of is a memory of mine from back from university when i used to be in the uk um, so I I went to a local sort of restaurant close to seaside had a fish and chips and a very nice glass of wine uh, you know need to mention I don't drink alcohol anymore but it, it was just fitting it, it was just um, the right thing to do and the day before we we have been to the ocean to the North Sea and we dipped our toes into the water and it was bloody freezing So like we, we needed to get our feet out of the water after like two seconds because we couldn't stand it anymore. it was hurting so much but you know after after that fishing and fi- fish and ships i thought what i need to do now is jump into the water so i had a look where i found a spot on the beach where no one was seeing me and i sort of took off all my clothes and did sort of skinny dipping jumped into the water naked And then came back out and was drawing in that cold breeze of air and what was interesting because I'm I'm rather I would say skinny I'm I'm very thin I'm very yeah it's very tricky that temperature for me I, I like it warm generally but cold it doesn't do me well but this gave me so much energy being in that cold water and coming back out is is not only sort of physical energy obviously my body was heating up tremendously was interesting but i got a rush of sort of life energy and sort of that that feeling was right nothing is stopping me you know i can do anything you know it's is kind of what the experience that you have when you take a cold shower in the morning right Is a similar thing but doing that in nature was Different because uh, back then uh, In the past I used what I used to do Take a cold shower at least For a year every single morning and it was Interesting because you have so much energy Energy to do things in your day um, But doing that in nature was different It, it was very grounding and That kind of was Yeah a good start then I went back into the Village and wandered around a bit And then I, I met One Guy that sort of was attending his local garden and we got into conversation and he told me right uh, you know I'm a druid I, I I speak to the fairies in the garden and get the information there and That was asking oh, I find it fascinating all oh, right finally a, a person that's actually spiritual which you know I, I didn't uh, sort of discover in that in that training week or experience week Um and he said no no no. they're you know all the people that live here they are spiritual they have their own sort of you know practices or well ways of doing things and we all exchange you know because we all have different abilities and i, I tell the other people how the fairies what they tell me and they tell me things and yeah that's how we help ourselves in, in this community and we, we exchange about these topics and that is kind of sort of a light bulb moment for me finally in this week where i sort of discovered bloody hell, this this piece of land on this earth is a very nice spot because it is there for like-minded people, for spiritual people that can live together and exchange on these topics and there's no problem about it because obviously, you know, you, you meet spiritual people every now and again and you, depending how deep they are in their spirituality, sometimes people to live alone live in the woods and do their shamanic things or whatever you know it's kind of funny what we can observe in our society right now but there you know there's a place where these people can live together you know some people have their own jobs somewhere else um, some people work in that community and that is really what i found fascinating where i got the answer to right what is this place and it is actually a place for like-minded people Spiritual people that can sort of go on with their Ways of let's say working with nature in in that place So essentially bottom line of that day then was My intuition works Really well if I can blend out my day-to-day life sort of the the normal hectic life Because if I'm attached to nature it leads me to places and to people and to doing things that are just right. It's just that was the feeling. Things were just right on that day. It just um, worked the way they should.
0: Yeah, that sounds fantastic. My, my thinking goes in this direction. Why do you think or what is the main benefit for people gathering in a community rather than just staying alone? What, what is the main benefit seen from your perspective?
1: Well, it's a very broad topic, right? Because we we're talking about the essential part: what is a community? And I think, in in recent years, or what we see around this world, is that we have the emergence of communities, and the sort of denominating factor always is a common a common goal or, or a common belief, right? We we have different communities in this world, whether it's a pure eco village whether it is a spiritual gathering, or any other type of common beliefs or um, ways of living. So it, the, the common sort of the there always is a common denominator about something in life that brings people together. And that is what is the foundation of that community. So essentially something that brings people together, right, a, an idea, so it essentially, is an idea that brings people together, and that's what a community. The fundamental thing about a community is.
0: Do you know if there's any? Like, how do they manage their waste, and where do they get their water from? Is, did you get a chance to look into that? Because, if I would start a community somewhere, then I would make sure that we have fresh water. We have uh, somewhere to to do of our waste. Um. And then, you know, producing food and, and logistics, roads and all that, and, and, and lights in the street. How self-sufficient are they? Do you know?
1: That I don't know. And I'm very frustrated that I didn't get the answer. Because that was my big question as well for the part that, um, you know, that in, in the U.S. they have this movement of so-called earth ships where they build houses in the desert that are fully self-containing right the the heating is you, you don't need to heat the house because it works through the sun the wastewater is filtered so they have gray water and black water and they sort of feed the plants in and outside the house with that and they recirculate that that water so I, I was hoping to find the answers to the questions right how do they do it around there i don't know I still don't know. I've heard that they have a department there, which I think they're called facilities or something, that manages all of that. But I, I didn't manage to get the answers because I, okay. those are the those are the questions I had as well. How, how do they do that? But I didn't. Um, I didn't perceive those houses to be sort of self containing. They they had fresh water, landlines, definitely. Um, and there must be sort of a wastewater system in that place as well Because they, it didn't look like that They did sort of, you know, recirculating the water inside a house or anything like that. Mm. And I I was a bit surprised even the the sort of new building side of those houses Considering sort of what we now know About how we could build a house equal-friendly Yeah, they used a lot of wood and so on but there were some materials involved where I thought, hang on, you could do that even more eco-friendly with our current knowledge. So, it's, you know, it it is, it is not sort of the place to go to experience how to best build an eco-house. I think, you know, they, they lean towards an eco-friendly lifestyle, but they're not the, the top standard in that. That is not what I could observe. It is more driven intuitively where people try to sort of yeah do learn from their own mistakes and build it in a certain way and build it to towards their idea um but i believe around the world there are other examples that are probably a bit more sort of on the edge of what is possible in terms of uh without yeah uh, well, not without, but to, to fully build self containing houses um, with recirculating everything and so on. Um, yeah, is is yet interesting, but not up to yeah. the most high standard.
0: Okay, I would just assume like the little I know of Scotland is that it probably is very rainy and very cold during winter. Uh, so I would assume some kind of um, you know, they would be collecting the rain, rainwater, reusing that somehow for their plants. Or I would be very curious on knowing that because that that would make sense. But what, what what happens during the winter time when it's everything is frozen or very cold? Then how do they do this? I would be curious to know more about that at least.
1: Yeah, I can only say I have exactly the same questions. And I didn't get the answer. It's also funny, right? Because I've been there. Was it maybe April? I can't remember. And that one week when I was there, it was sunny the entire week. 20 degrees. And this is so abnormal for this place because it rains every single day over there. It is only raining. It is misty gray and if it doesn't rain during the day, it rains for sure during the night. And the people around there, uh, I was listening to one guy who was saying, oh, this is too hot, I'm getting sunburned. I thought, what? I couldn't survive without this weather here. I mean, it. I think this is an aspect I didn't learn about over there. But I think you need to be very sure if you want to go there because... You can get depressed with that weather if if you're not prepared for that. I mean, it is a tough place to live. uh Definitely through the winter, where it's just rainy, cold, misty, and that is sort of the the general vibe of there, right? You you see that in nature as well. It's quite green, so you see there's a lot of water circulation, obviously uh the woods are really nice uh the the countryside is really nice the hills and so on but yeah it's really rainy over there luckily not during the week i was there so it, for some reason it was just perfect for me but yeah it's I, I couldn't live there in that weather that that would make me probably depressed or
0: something two things left one is now you've been there as a visitor um and you said it has a huge potential like what potential do you think it has if if there's anyone listening from this foundation what would be an obvious low-hanging fruit to implement there see from your perspective that's the first one and second would you return or would you recommend it to anyone
1: All right first one um the potential they have is to show the world that you can live in a community, because what I find very fascinating about the general topic of communities, right? There, there are communities in Germany and somewhere else around this world. And many communities don't last that long, because communities they, there's always an idea that brings people together that want to live in a certain way together because they can't do it in big cities so they sort of gather and find a place and start and it grows And but these people that have sort of ideas that are off the norm tend to be also people with extreme ideas and sometimes extreme personalities and that is what I've heard from a few people that I've talked to that those are the reasons why communities fall apart after a certain time. So it is very tricky to build and make a community that lasts or even grows and flourishes. And that is an interesting part about this place. That they themselves say they are the longest lasting community, which I, I don't know, to be honest, because I believe in India and somewhere else, there are probably places that... Exists longer, but let's okay, um, give them that. Um, maybe they are the longest community. And that in itself says something about this community. There's so many factors that are not advertised in the brochure that seem to work around that place. And this is the essence that I would like that they communicate in this world. That is not all, you know, when you come there they seem to be a bit too attached to this old image of right you know there was a bit of channeling and they grew this humongous fruits and so on so it's a lot about the old stories but I think that is also the problem that society expects those stories that they are drawn to this place because of the stories but there's so much more in this place that bloody hell how have they survived the recent pandemic you know how how have they survived the recent 30 40 years and still exist and is growing and there must be so much in the background that makes them a working community which they should communicate um i think there are a lot of things about societal things um how they work together in a community how that sort of organizing structure work how decision making works and so on um maybe they do that already and I just don't know but that could be a reason as well but then they didn't communicate it well in that induction week there was yeah and that brings or leads me to the question of would I recommend anyone for sure I would not recommend anyone to go to that sort of experience week because it is just not apt to scratch at all they, they have a huge problem with that right now um, we did discuss it during the week as well um, yet when you ask me would I go there again it's a definite yes because that park not, not that educational part but that that eco part that spiritual village that draws you in because when you are living that sort of lifestyle you think yeah I can live in a place uh, assuming you have a job somewhere around this world that you can work online or something but there's a place where you can live among like-minded people and you know have a daily conversation about things that actually matter to you and that is the interesting part right you you can follow your either shamanic practices um and you can talk to people about it around there you know and meet people that do the same thing And that is the big attracting part. Yet with that weather, I have a bit of a problem. I couldn't live in that daily rain. Um, Yet still, it is an interesting place to go there again. It's not a definite plan for me, but I would say if the universe leads me to that place again, I have no problem going there. Um, for for a short time, maybe to live there for for a short time, that that certainly is an option. Um, yeah, it is is that place itself that draws you in? Because what what I found interesting in in the end is, I went there for this experience week. I didn't get the the sort of the content out of that week that I was expecting at least. Um, yet. It brought me onto a inner working process that i where I got things out of that week that are really beneficial for me right there there were there was this one day where I followed my intuition and it really it really showed me how my intuition works that it leads me to places to people and so on. It was so funny that you always get the information at those places that you were looking for. And then you think those are a bit too many synchronicities in one day (laughs) Um, where I didn't go into details what what happened during that day entirely but that that roughly was one day and then you know the other part was you know they had a meditation room which I used every morning and it was so strange I, I put my alarm at seven but I woke up every morning before six so I went to the meditation room every single morning meditated by myself for one hour and tried different meditation practices open eyes closed eyes guided meditation not guided meditation so there was so much inner work that I managed to do and that in the end I thought that's interesting because there's so many things that I could have done in Hamburg maybe or Germany somewhere but I managed to do them all in this place in this one week and I didn't plan to do them so sort of I ticked a lot of things off my list that are for in are working, so to say, right, that uh, um, I didn't plan to do, but that energy in that place sort of got me on these paths, so that that is quite interesting what, what I found fascinating. So in the end, yeah, for me, it was worthwhile going there, but not for the reason that I went there, if that makes sense. And yeah. yes i would go there again but i would not recommend the the experience week right now they need to overwork that quite a lot
0: <laughs> yeah i still haven't found out what what you went through during the that uh experience week um like what, what was the content you talked about some history about the place um i don't know if we can go into that just briefly um, if there's anything there that um, yep, described the the community or not, like recommendations to other communities are there like best practices that they shared or
1: that's interesting because I now try to remember what actually happened during that week.
0: <laughs> we can cut this out yeah. <laughs> it was just... and
1: no the, the funny thing is, I cannot remember that much from that week because there were basically what it means for me is that Things that happened didn't impress me, right because things that impress me. I remember definitely But if things are mundane, I tend to forget And now it's very tricky to remember and that tells you already something about this week that <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um what, What's interesting, though, is that, you know, there, there are some games available, sort of, I think they're called mystery cards or vision cards or something, that that emerged out of Fintorn that are now publicly available. There apparently is a huge sort of game, which is more like a spiritual game to, to, to work with, really. And part of that game, they use those kind of cards where you pick a card and you, you read a name uh, not a name sorry a word that really apparently is your topic i can't remember my topic but um at least back then it resonated with me that is what i remembered and it was aligned with other topics that i was working on already anyway so that was kind of interesting that that shows you again how how sort of the universe works again so that that was an interesting bit but sort of it, it was one part and there was a lot of group work and yeah those things I tend to forget because I thought bloody yeah, hell I can do that anyway and you know on, when you're on this sort of path of attending these t- kinds of workshops you've done many of these kind of practices that you do in pairs or whatever in a group and you know so that that was a bit yeah off off-putting let's put it mm. that way Um, yeah what certainly is missing in this week is that you really go to the park go to the garden for half a day go to the kitchen for half a day go to attending I don't know maintenance area and whatever needs to be done because that is really what I wanted and I didn't get Um, so and then and then to substitute for not doing that because they essentially currently don't have the staff to do that anymore because of you know the pandemic they needed to let go a lot of people so they try to get you into the mood of how they do things right of you know attuning to this activity and coming together and talk about your feelings and so on um well it's not not talking about your feelings sorry we we didn't do that but (laughs) um yeah it, it feels like more like yeah so watered down and yeah sorry the week I cannot recommend yeah it's not a good word to end because in the end it was interesting I
0: I want to end it in another way because I I remember talking to you uh, before you left and you decided not to get distracted by media so you told me you won't be available on your phone you won't be doing any Facebook or whatever um, so you got rid of all the distractions. Um, can well, you tell me a bit more about that?
1: Yeah, of course. But first of all, on Facebook, I'm not anyway, so <laughs> I'm not getting Oh, well, just yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, I know, social media mean. in general, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, when, when I'm at those, let's say, these types of workshops or whatever, I tend to not use my phone, it's like as soon as I leave I use my phone for the travel and then I sort of put it on silent or, or actually turn it off the entire time so I'm physically well not virtually not available <laughs> um there is, is always a, a part of how I approach these weeks what also was interesting for me is that I, I flew very cheap and These days, what what I discovered is that you also now need to pay for for hand luggage to take, you you know, you carry on. Uh, And I flew some cheap airline and I was so, yeah, the week was expensive and the travel there because it is not placed any to major traveling hub. So you need to travel to one airport then either fly second plane or by train and so on. So getting there is a bit tricky, actually. And the travel cost was as much as the week itself. So I thought, bloody hell, I'm not going to pay for extra luggage now. So I only flew with a bit of underwear to change and that's it. And that setting for me was interesting because during the entire week, you know, I didn't use my phone. I used my camera instead to take pictures. So that, that social media and connectiveness was out of the way. I didn't had anything because I only had underwear that I washed every single evening. So I didn't have physical things. And I could, with my mind, fully immerse in that place with the people, the experience. And that really was a huge part, I think, that I was mentally and with my heart fully in this place and took anything that I could and did my own things as well and not distracted by any sort of social media physical things or materialistic things at all so that was that was really nice and that was also one learning it's like yeah you don't need anything in your life right you you know life is there it works without things Um, and it's a fantastic experience that week in the end that's also part of the reason why i say right i did my own things there but also this absence of many things that you have in your daily life were not there and that made it so much richer in terms of experience so very yeah that's that's why i drew the conclusion yeah it's a, it was a very nice week but not what i came for
0: <laughs> i myself i want to go there eventually but um and this is also because of some channel links um where Uh, some psychics have pointed that direction to find the others as you also mentioned but I also know that there are many other communities out there and uh, not just like not even villages or anything but like really small communities just people living together uh, in a large on a large property and uh, essentially the the People living there are just paying rent but contributing with some. someone is cooking someone is doing other stuff and they're helping each other so they have chores to do helping each other and uh, I have not visited such places yet but I have been wondering how if it would be something for me for instance and uh, I have a regular job I have I have my own little family um, but how would it work in such an environment? I'm still curious about that so um, this has been an interesting uh, talk Nils thank you very much for sharing. Is there anything final comment on on the defend horn experience you want to add?
1: Not for now no thank you no.
0: okay, thanks for sharing. <laughs>